For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hey, Thunder fans, it's Jerry, and you people are listening to Topic Thunder. guys well uh if you're joining me tonight probably scratching your head just like i am wondering how uh we uh, figured out a way to lose this one on the road 108 106 to indiana (sighs) man uh i'm getting a little emotional over here it's uh i'm on four doing solo pod so far and my heart's broken because Whenever we just got that lead so far up, I thought, finally, I'm going to be able to talk about a W. And even whenever it got like a little close, right, and they even took the lead, I was like, nah, we got this. My boys are going to let me down tonight. And it came down some crazy crap at the end. Um, And Indiana prevailed, I mean, at the end of it. Uh, I'm sure most of you guys know this. And it, it just stinks. It just really, really, really stinks. I wanted to come on here just amped up, ready to go. Uh, but unfortunately, I'm not. So I'm just going to get straight to it. We're going to get through this TiVo. I want to give you guys some thoughts. So here we go. You don't need to explain to me why you need TiVo. All right, guys, so uh, this is a weird one, if you're listening or you already watched it. Uh, it was actually a pretty slow first couple of minutes uh, for both teams. Uh, really not too much exciting happened. Uh, I mean, Paul George came out the gate hitting a, a long three. Uh, Russell came out just hot that first half as far as overall stats go. Um uh, one thing I want to touch on real quick. Um, the Pacers had the lead at 8 minutes and 41 seconds in the first quarter. Okay? They held on to that lead until 6.21 in the first. And we led the rest of the way. So I'm sort of just already giving it all up. But at this point, I'm just sad, so um, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going to roll. Get on to this next game. It's an exciting one. But, I mean, this first quarter, we played some pretty good defense uh, just all the way around. I mean, we didn't shoot too well, uh, especially some of the looks that we were getting. I thought they were a lot of clean looks, not too many just 
bad, terrible passes. Uh, but there were some turnovers, and it was a pretty slow scoring quarter for, gosh, about a three, four minute stretch. Um, it felt like forever. Uh, both teams just could not score. Um, and then Dennis comes in the game and breaks it open, you know, with a three. Um, spoiler alert that's just one of his very few shots that he made. <laughs> Uh, tonight it was not a very good shooting night for Mr. Dennis Uh, keep on just going at this point whenever he hits that three it's 18-12 we go on a nice little run it was actually pretty fun to watch there to sort of end that first quarter there were just a flurry of baskets uh, for both teams there for a little bit and I was like dang man we're just going to keep on you know trading baskets here Uh, and then we just sort of blow the the doors off i mean keith came back tonight made a couple shots just back to back uh really really impressive uh three-pointer uh the 15 footer footer i like that spot a lot better um i i've seen some things with it recently Uh, i'm not really gonna bury the lead on that one like i usually do so i'll come back to that later as far as that mid-range uh you know to end the the first quarter here it ended on two demonis uh sabonis free throws okay this guy lived at the free throw line tonight uh it was off of nerland's noel, noel foul so we end up having the lead 29 22 after the first uh we rolled on into the second second was pretty fun to watch uh there was a lot of exciting plays that happened uh, PG seemed to be just feeling himself a little bit better, came out the, the gates just kind of uh, wanting to get a shot, really trying to force his his presence on the floor against whoever was guarding him. Uh, they tried to throw a couple different looks at him, and he was still just eating. Uh, but they had the sort of kryptonite to us, and that was Demonis Sabonis. He was just totally consistent, all stinking night, and it's in the second quarter, and it just keeps on going. Uh, as I mentioned, this was a fun quarter because we, we sort of spread that lead out, all right? So uh, we have the you know, 29-22 uh, with about, oh, right at about six minutes, you know, we had an 11-point lead, uh, 45-34. Uh, it was actually as high as 13 uh, with seven minutes left, and we were just really playing really good defense and crashing the boards really hard. Uh, We were sort of all over the place there uh, as far as the rebounds go, Uh, especially in that first half. We were just – the energy was there. Everything was there. Uh, And they hadn't adjusted yet. Let me just be honest there. They definitely made some good adjustments. Uh, And it really started in the third quarter because we just dominated (laughs) this second quarter. Uh, PG just was in his bag. I mean, and it just was really, really, really nice to see him really try to take over there. I I know that we lost. I know that it didn't work out the way that we wanted it to, but to see him come out and be able to shoot at a really good clip, especially with everything going on or, or not going on with his shoulder. Uh, We know something's going on, but we don't know which one now. There's just a lot of what ifs as far as his offensive game. And he sort of 
shut them all down the last two games, in my opinion. So that's that's a good thing to see. We continue just on a, a really, really good run. Uh, Steve-O was just really taking care of business. He shot a really nice percentage tonight. Uh, whenever he did get some, you know, some passes down low, sometimes he would get put in some pretty precarious situations where they were pretty much already boxed up and you're just tossing it to him where three guys are right there. And and I don't care who you are. That's tough to, to sort of pass out of. And we, we made it sort of hard on him later on in the game. Uh, we keep on going, you know, through this second quarter and we, we continue just handling business. Uh, we pretty much keep, you know, a 10 point plus lead on them the whole time. Uh, it gets as high as I believe 14 in this quarter, uh, which was pretty nice to see. Um, we keep on, you know, just chugging away, playing great defense, uh, getting rebounds just all over the place. The second we end up having a lead of 63 to 50 uh, after two. So I sort of want to stop there for a second and I'm just going to sort of insert my thoughts here. We played a really great first and second quarter as far as defensively putting them in positions that we wanted them to be in, not fouling. That was another big, big thing that that hurt us tonight because uh, I'm looking at it, you know, at half, PG had 20 points, a rebound, and four assists. Uh, you know, at half, we had them out-rebounded by 11 with nine turnovers and only 13 fouls. We were shooting nine for 17 from three, and we are shooting 75% with eight attempts from the free throw line. We had 14 assists at this time, but it was, it was still those turnovers just stunk. I'm just going to start there because that's going to actually bite us in the butt a little bit later on. But, you know, we were still scoring in the paint. Fast break points were there. The bench was scoring. Um, we had a, as high as a 15 point lead. I apologize. Uh, you know, Russell at half almost had the triple double eight, seven and 10. Four or seven shooting at that point in time. He sort of took a back seat, it looked like, as far as wanting to, to score a lot, except for a couple of times in that second half. Uh, don't know what was up with that. But, you know, everybody else is just shooting pretty well, minus Dennis. He he had a tough shooting night, as I mentioned. Two for six at this point. Uh, I don't know what's up, but we'll we'll just hopefully he gets through it sooner than later. So we just, you know, roll into this third quarter, and the third quarter, it it's, starts off not bad. Uh, both teams just don't score for about a minute and a half, and then we finally, you know, sort of break the break through that barrier, and uh, PG ends up getting a little floater, I believe, and it's sixty five fifty at this point, and we just keep on just holding on to this thing as far as the lead goes. Uh, there was a point where Russell got five straight. Uh, it was not really, well, not really straight. It was off of a couple of different uh, possessions, but he ends up scoring five in a row for the team. And one of them was a 30-foot three-pointer. So I don't know what he's doing. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. This time it worked. It made me happy. Uh, 
And then right after that, the good play. And I know which one of you guys all know what I'm talking about. That ridiculous finish by PG backwards off the oop from Russ, which was actually a really, really, really good pass for the position and everything that he was in. Uh, sort of disguised it and just let it go. And PG makes a really athletic move there to finish somehow um, and get the foul. It was beautiful. Um, like I said, PG was in his bag tonight, uh, even with the KT tape on his shoulder. So he makes the free throw. At this point, it's a 54-73 Thunder lead. We're rocking and rolling, right? 19 plus 19, seven minutes left in the third. You're thinking, all right, this is going to be a great Thunder win. Me too. Uh, me too. Uh, and this is where it all starts to, you know, sort of start falling around the end of this third quarter. So uh, with about five minutes left, we have a 15-point lead. Um, it actually stretches as high as, oh, with about four minutes left, it's a 15-point it's a lead. And they just keep chipping away at it. We end up getting a three-pointer from Markeith with about three minutes left. I'm like, all right, good job, good job. You know, extends it back out to 17. And then they go right back down. Darren Collison scores a quick one, get, cuts it down to 15. Uh, go back down. Russ misses a shot. And then, of course, uh, Miles Turner gets a layup. They had a lot of layups tonight. Uh, 58 to 38 scoring in the paint. 58 to 38. And we sh- really shot the three well, but we cannot stop a nosebleed tonight or send them to the line. It was just one of the two. So. They slowed the game down that last little two minutes, pretty much. Uh, really forced the action, forced some tough calls where they got the benefit of the doubt. And, you know, they put up a really, really, really quick, <laughs> really quick uh, seven points. It was just, I, I couldn't believe it. I, I just couldn't believe it. Uh, so after the third quarter, it's a seven-point lead at this point, okay? Seven-point lead after it goes back and forth. PG hits a free throw or two free throws. We're up 10, and then Corey Joseph makes that ridiculous half-court shot. I even said, and my wife was walking right by me, and I said, that's in. And, of course, it banks in. And <laughs> I was uh, not feeling so well at this point uh, to, to cut a 19-point you know, deficit down and give or take six minutes. That's, that's impressive. Um, I've seen some of those performances before. Wasn't tonight as far as on the defensive end, but uh, I've seen that before. Uh, It seems very, very, very familiar. And the momentum sort of started swinging here. uh, In my opinion, this is where the Pacers smell blood and like the sharks, they are, they went ahead and uh, came at us, and they came at us really, really tough. So uh, just to start off, you know, there was a couple of weird non-calls, in my opinion, on Paul George as far as some of the contact he was getting in that fourth quarter. Um, and it sort of was the whole fourth quarter, so that's why I'm going to start off with this. Again, I, I sort of expect it just because he's in Indiana. 
where, you know, presumably he screwed them over, even though, you know, they got two great players out of the deal. Uh, and it worked out for him. I mean, long-term, it's going to end up working out for him, even with the Victor injury. Um, it looks like he's rehabbing really, really, really hard right now. So a uh, little Victor drop right there, if you guys haven't heard one in a while. But back to this game, Sabonis just killed us. I mean, that's what it boiled down to offensively, defensively. He was doing everything it took to try to get this win. You can tell that he really, really, really wanted it. Uh, So it's a five-point lead, you know, with about 11 and a half left. Nader goes down. Very, very, very nice drive uh, that he ended up making. Uh, and makes both free throws. So good job, Ab- Abdul. Appreciate you. Extends it back out to seven. So I'm like, all right, good. Good, good, good. Here we go. Here we go. We're going to make this run. Uh, not even 45 seconds later, Nader ends up getting a dunk, and it was a very nice dunk. Uh, sort of split the defense and took off and uh, didn't know he had that in him. Did not know he had that in him. So it's 92-83 at this point. Both teams just fought really, really hard. I mean, this whole quarter. And it it really showed, especially for the stretches of scoring that just did not happen. Uh, So we, you know, going through this game, about six and a half left. uh, Dennis Schroeder finally makes another shot. It was a jumper. And I believe that was the one that gave us, gave Russ, us, I wish it was me, the triple-double. So I was even feeling a little bit better at it with an 11-point lead, Russ with the triple-double. The numbers don't lie. The percentage is high for us to, you know, get a W here. But the Bezos had something else in mind. Uh, So, you know, right after that happens, uh, goes back and forth. Uh, lots of substitutions. You can tell that Coach McMillan was making a lot of changes just sort of on the fly and took advantage of some different matchups. But right out of that, uh, Wesley Matthews hits a three. So he immediately, you know, just cuts this thing down to eight from an 11. Go back down. PG tries to answer, misses. Of course, the Pacers go down and. Sabonis just goes to work, especially if you give him what he wants. The guy's footwork is amazing, and he's gotten so much stronger, and he's a better shooter, and he's a lot more freaking confident than probably he ever was whenever we had the guy. Um, It actually... I'm happy to see him do well. I just hate to see him do well against us. But he really did a good job as far as working the inside-out game and really just killing us with it. And the rest of the guys that needed to step up for the Pacers stepped up as far as shooting-wise. So, uh, you know, he ends up going to the line, making both. PG comes right back down, hits a three, and I'm like, cool. Extends it back out to nine. Uh, Go right back down. Wesley Matthews hits a three on the left wing. And I'm like, geez, Louise, like, is it going to be one of those? And it definitely was. So uh, right after that, uh, you know, JG, he gets forced into sort of a tough shot. And 
I don't know. I don't know. I, I thought he had a lot more contact, but like I said, I, I'm not going to blame this game on the refs whatsoever, though, or the officiating because we we did a lot of it to ourselves. Uh, so JG, you know, misses the shot. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich goes right back down. It's another three. So it's 99-96. And now I'm starting to get a little worried here because, you know, at this point it's four minutes and about 45 seconds left, give or take. And I'm just thinking in my head, you know, these guys are rolling right now. They just, you know, cut a deficit that was 19 down to one point. And I guess it was actually about a 10-minute stretch. And I, I... I didn't know what to do, you know, at all. And they end up getting, you know, scoring that that last point. Billy calls a quick timeout. He calls it. We come out of this timeout, and Russell hits probably, like, one of the most ridiculous bank shots I think I've ever seen in my life. Like, the bank was open, chuching, because he, I mean, how do you put it on there? at that spot from that spot and hit it so hard that it actually goes in. I just, I couldn't believe it. Uh, but it really didn't matter because on the very next possession, uh, Dennis does get a pretty questionable flagrant. It didn't look intentional whatsoever at all. And they sort of just called it like that. And, of course, with the flagrant one, flagrant one. If if none of you guys are familiar, two free throws and the ball back. Okay, uh, so Sabonis, you know, goes out, hits both free throws. So it's one hundred one one hundred our way at this point with about three and a half minutes left. They get the ball. Of course, we uh, hold up a pretty good defensive stand. Really make them work for something and. Uh, get the defensive rebound. We had to pick it up off the ground pretty tough and go down and Russell, you know, gets himself in a pretty nice isolation, isolation, isolation. There we go. And I'm a little too excited uh, and depressed. And uh, he, he misses the jumper at the end of it on the very next possession. Uh, you know, they, they get the rebound and, Steve gets a loose ball foul. He sort of was pushing off to the side and they run down. And of course they run a bunch of motion, uh, end up not communicating correctly. And it was just an easy dunk by miles Turner. So remember how earlier I said the last time that they led this game, well, there's about two minutes and 50 seconds left. And now they lead this game again, wrong time to want the other team to lead the game. Just saying, guys. Uh, I'm okay with the first and second quarter stuff now. I don't know if if the complaining did something or what it was, but yeah, I I didn't like the way that this one happened. It seemed like opposite day at school all the way, you know, during homecoming week, opposite day, because we were the complete opposite team. So it just it continues here. It was sort of a back and forth. Both teams played some pretty good defense. Uh, the lead for the Pacers at the time with about two minutes and 13 seconds left was a three-point lead uh, after Bogdanovich just got another easy bunny. It was just so easy. 
again, miscommunication. But Paul George being Paul George, you know, getting comfy back at home where he used to stay. And he comes down and just hits a really nice three. So ties it up, 104 all, with about a minute 49 left. Uh, Bogdanovich tries to go back down and, uh, you know, work the offense, work the screen, and we played it really freaking well. I was pretty happy with how our defense played for most of that crunch time there. They, other than the fouling, they, they did a pretty good job on most of the switches and everything, something that they weren't doing better earlier, especially in the, you know, late third, early fourth. So PG hits that three. Amen, brother. Goes down. Bogdanovich has to, you know, he gets forced into this tough 32-footer. We get the rebound, and Bogdanovich uh, fouls PG, you know, on the, the layup attempt. He sort of gets shoved in the back. So PG makes both. And I'm amped up, right, because we're sort of taking over at this moment. Uh, my heart's racing. It was uh, hurting at the same time. And, of course, Sabonis comes right back down and gets a layup. I mean, just easy as that. It was a layup. It was just didn't rotate enough over and broke that one down. So... As I mentioned, up to that point just a little bit ago, it was pretty solid defense, and then it just sort of fell apart at the very, very end here. Uh, So, of course, uh, he hits that layup. PG goes down. Wesley Matthews was just up in his stuff, or it might have been Corey Joseph. I don't know what ended up happening or who was on him, but whoever it was, they were up in his stuff. And anytime he tried to make a move, they kind of sent to his way. Uh, just as maybe like a, a old bait and switch, see if he would fall for it, maybe try to pass it back out or really collapse on it and, you know, make him have to squeeze through a tight spot there, which is something he's, he's pretty good at. Uh, but <clears throat> whoever it was just forced him sort of towards the, the half court line and didn't let up and PG ends up stepping out of bounds. Uh, pretty upset. You know, because we have about 38 seconds, you know, left whenever he commits that turnover. They go down, you know, get the inbounds. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> it's not a two-for-one situation. I mean, it's, it's a two-for-one situation. What are they going to end up doing? Uh, are they going to go for the quick shot so they have another chance at it if they miss it are they going to run the whole clock out and then force us you know to, to run through an offensive set for 14 seconds what are they going to do and they end up inbounding they don't call the timeout it seems like they're going to run through their offense and paul george just swipes this thing out of the air it was actually pretty amazing to see in my like it was that was pretty nice i mean he just totally made the you know fooled the guy and then gets fooled uh fool me once can't fool me again right but he was and 
Darren Collison sort of snuck behind everybody, you know, got in between the trees and came up right as PG was passing it to Russ and just stepped right in front of it and took it. Uh, then the Pacers call a timeout. So after all that transpired, there's about 23 seconds left. And of course, the Pacers are going to hold on to this thing, right? Uh, they're going to just run out the clock, make it a no shot, hopefully attempt or going to overtime one or the other. I mean, why not? You're at home. You have the, uh, the momentum going, you either, you know, miss the shot, go to OT, but you're not giving them a second shot. I thought we did pretty good. Uh, PG got wiped out, man. Uh, that one, that second screen was, that was a rough one. I mean, if we're just going to call it what it is, it was a very, very, very rough screen. Didn't seem like he was set. Didn't seem like it was even, dare I see, say legal. But at that time, you can't put yourself in the position to have this happen, right? And he ends up getting over it. The switch ends up happening, and, and we force Bogdanovich into a tough, tough shot. He misses it. I'm thinking Russ is on the backside, and there's somebody else on the backside with him. I'm thinking, all right, we got this rebound. We call the timeout. Let's go. And here comes flying in. Wesley freaking Matthews to just catch this thing and put it in with 1.8 left. So it's 108-106 Pacers. And I, I thought we drew, drew up a really good play to end that game. Uh, I think, you know, Russ or PG was going to be the guy to do it. I think we played probably the Pacers scheme thinking we were probably going to try to get it to PG. So we went the other way with it. Um, so just before we start slandering, you know, names everywhere because of it, trying to put that out there, uh, it was just a tough night. You know, we, we, we did it to ourselves. One, there were some times where I thought we could have changed lineups or maybe we stayed too long, uh, especially with Keith in that second half, in my opinion, he, he sort of wore out his welcome in that first and he was just getting killed. I mean, between all the fouls that he was committing in that third, it, it felt like every foul was on him in Nerlens tonight. You had, uh, I believe it was Miles Turner and Sabonis shoot 24 free throws. What? Like, what are y'all doing? And, and most of this came, you know, in the second half here. Uh, so to close the game, you know, we, we got through this thing. We lost. I mean, Russell ended the night with 19, 11, and 14. 8 of 18 shooting, 1 of 5 from the 3. And he only got to the line twice tonight. Twice. Uh, definitely thought he should have tried to, you know, take it a little bit more in, but I understand why he didn't. You know, Miles Turner and Sabonis are not, you know, slouches at all, as obviously Sabonis showed tonight. I mean, PG finished with 36, you know, five and six. He shot the ball pretty dang well. Six from a, six of 11 from three, 10 of 12 from the line. So he got to the line at a pretty high clip, which is something that you want to see. But then you have Steve-O, you know, taking 14 shots. And we all know all 14 of those were within, what, 10 feet. 
and he got to the line twice. Uh, it was just a, a pretty tough, tough night. I mean, I, I don't know if we gassed ourselves out that first half and just couldn't keep up that pace. And of course, you know, paces are at home. They, uh, they weren't on a back to back. I don't believe, I mean, we had a game just last night, had to travel today and, and pick back up. And then we get to travel tonight, come back home tomorrow, sort of rest up and get ready for the next one. But I mean, Antonio Daniels said it best pretty much like you can't, you can't put yourself in position to not adjust if the officiating is going one way or another, like you don't have a choice at some points. And it's not saying to like, just totally don't even do anything and put your hands away. Things of things of that nature. It's instead of letting a guy get to the basket or getting himself so close to the basket where he's taking a very high percentage shot, just like Sabonis was doing tonight. How about you stop it from even getting there? you know, play defense a little bit differently and not allow certain things so you don't have to be put into those positions to be fouling. Um, we could have just done a lot of things different. You know, I, I bet there's a country song about that. I think there is. And there's just some things that I wish we would have done different, like win, so I didn't have to be a loser tonight. Uh, but some other pretty cool stats. You know, Nader had 10. He had some sweet you know, highlights. Uh, he did pretty well overall. Uh, he did not shoot the ball badly. Uh, would have been nice for him to, um, maybe make one of those threes, but I mean, he shot 40%, so I can't be mad at him. Keith hit two out of four. So he shot 50% from the field three to six total for eight points. Uh, JG, I don't know why, but he only took four shots tonight. Okay. Ferguson, only took four shots tonight. They were combined three for eight. Okay. Um, granted, Ferg's, both of his shots that he made were threes. So I'll give him that. But he had five personal fouls and he really couldn't be used. And that was another place where I thought we could have really, really used him tonight, uh, especially with some of the lineups that the Pacers were playing. They would go sort of. I guess bigger at the guard whenever Dennis was in and then smaller whenever someone else was guarding Darren Collison or putting the switch out. So that happened. Um, I don't know. It was, it was just one of those games, unfortunately. Uh, but we got to choose a player of the game and keep this thing going. Uh, I think we all know, you know, who it is. Uh, I would like to give it, to somebody else, but with this guy and the circumstances, you know, that sort of faced him and he came out and still shot at a really high level, even though crunch time wasn't so great, but neither was the other person. So here it is. Get a bonus? <laughs> That'll be sick. No, it's just, I don't know. Seems dumb. 
This loss was dumb. And Wesley, Wesley Matthews is dumb. I sound like Z-Dog right there. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kind of upset tonight, man. Um, I, I really wish we would have got this one. I can't even really hand a unit of the game out. They all sort of did it together and gave it away together. Uh, there was no <laughs> uneven terms here, uh, especially just with how a lot of it ended up turning out. So... We're supposed to be a unit! All right, guys, so I'm going to get up out of here. I know you guys are tired of hearing about this loss. Some other things that I just want to mention real quick. We all know we play the Warriors Saturday, 7.30 on ABC, primetime, Oklahoma City. I know there's a lot of fans coming in from out of town that I uh, have recognized on Twitter, everybody talking about it. So there's a lot of buzz, and I'm glad to see you know everybody come in, and, and I hope you guys enjoy yourselves down here. Uh, one thing I also, you know, sort of want to mention is, is don't let this one sort of really bum you out. It should, but it shouldn't. I mean, it's the second night of a back-to-back, had to travel, uh, brought themselves back into a, you know, a game yesterday, 17 points down. I'm not trying to give an excuse because I definitely think that they should have won this one, but it literally came down to a few mistakes. And, uh, I don't think we're going to have this same problem come Saturday, I, I think our guys will get that rest they need, get that rehab they need, uh, be able to come out and and play some ball on Saturday. Uh, and I'm excited about it. I hope you guys are excited about it. Uh, as I'm signing off, you know who it is. This is Jerry at Jail Demir. Uh, you know, you can find this podcast on Anchor. We accept voicemails. We encourage voicemails. Leave us voicemails. Uh, iTunes, please leave us reviews. Five stars, poor favor. Working on my bilingualism over here. Uh, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, just pretty much anywhere you can find them. Google Play, just find us, listen to us. Let us know what you think. Um, and you can let us know what you think at, at OKC Topic Thunder on Twitter. Uh, so for the unit, I'm signing off. Owen 4. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.